Don't feed him after midnight. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. <laughs> Welcome to Spoilers Episode 40. It is 9.34, December 4th, Australian Eastern Time. I'm Pappy, recording from In the Future. I'm Pappy, recording from Sydney, Australia, and today we're spoiling the holiday horror comedy, 1984's Gremlins, where a boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently malicious monsters. That's a tongue twister on a small town. Wow. So uh, we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. Uh, please say who you are, where you're recording from, and we'll just go ahead and open up on some initial thoughts about the movie. If this is your first episode of Spoilers, we have two kinds of episodes. Minor Spoilers, where we discuss the latest in film, and our movie review episodes, which is a never-ending trivia game, uh, where whoever answers the question at the end of the episode most correctly gets to pick the next movie and host. So I won the Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, and I picked Gremlins, and so I'll just go ahead and give my initial thoughts on this movie. So, it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> is it? And depending on how you look at it, this movie could have what is potentially the worst monologue of any movie of all time. But that said, this is a movie that combines genres, and it's interesting, similar to the way that Werewolves in London was interesting to me. Uh, it's basically responsible for creating the PG-13 rating, and uh, one really? of the best parts of this movie are all the references. Yeah, really, and, and one of the best parts of this movie are all the references into other movies, which I'm sure we'll get into. It's kind of campy references. and funny, Spielberg-esque, and uh, I don't think it's as bad as some people on the panel say it is, but it's not as good as people who grew up in the '80s and member berries say it is. Uh, but most importantly for me, it's a movie that's shock full of movie references which is the main reason i picked it so uh you want to go ahead and introduce yourself stevie all right uh name's uh stevie recording from mishawaka indiana see i hadn't seen this movie until i recently watched it probably and like last time i watched it was probably was probably like 10 or 11 and um i'm with you it's not as bad as one person on this panel probably thinks it is and it's not amazing Who could you guys be talking about? <laughs> but, um, I mean, I love Gizmo. I think that I think he's just absolutely adorable and also hilarious. Yeah, the monologue was not great. In the beginning is... <laughs> the be- <laughs> the beginning is kind of tiptoe in that 80s campy line of, is this racist? Um, oh, yeah. It's not, it's not tiptoeing. It's stepping over. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah, uh... <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's definitely... Uh, yeah, but I mean, I enjoy it. It's a it's a fun movie. Uh, I don't think it's meant to be taken very seriously, and I think we're gonna get into it sooner than later. But countless movie references. Go ahead, Mikey. Uh, yeah, my name is Mikey. I'm recording here right next to Stevie in Mishawaka, and uh, yeah, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time either, and I forgot like kind of how some parts are kind of graphic, not graphic like murdery or. I don't know, just like disgusting, melting Furbies. <laughs> uh, but it's it's interesting that you said this is like the first real PG-13 movie because I think that's like kind of a huge moment. In well, cinema. this movie was PG and it caused a huge controversy and it 
caused for the it, it, uh, people called for the creation of a new in between rating because people were taking their kids yeah. to this movie. Yeah, I can yeah. see how that would be a problem. Yeah. because hmm. it starts off like, oh, this is a kids movie, and then it like gets it turns weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll appreciate it for that, and I like the animatronics like I always do, and I like it. And last but not least, Scrooge McVince the intern. <laughs> Vince the intern out in Mile High, Denver, Colorado. It is 3.38 Mountain Standard Time, December 3rd, Saturday. Um, so Pappy's in the future for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if people on this panel might think it is, um, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm the one <laughs> that they were talking about. Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe I just didn't don't get it, um, but, like, initial thoughts – I think also I miss a lot of these movie references, so I'm excited when we talk about it. I did see some like posters in the kids' room and whatnot, um, but uh, the the main character uh, he reminded me of the main character from Werewolves in London. Um, it definitely is a '80s feel movie. I'm um, going off of what Mikey said, the animatronics. Um, you probably have to tip your hat for that. This was in '84, so this was uh, over 30 years ago, and it's it's pretty well done, I guess. Um, so I, I did see it growing up. Um, not much. I never really enjoyed it. So there was no like member Barry factor there. Um, also for our listeners, um, I don't know if anyone's watching the newest season of South Park or are familiar with the memes and whatnot from that. But member berries are a huge component of this N- kind of nostalgia porn. Yeah, nostalgia porn. Nostalgia basically. porn. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so yeah. If you guys keep hearing member berries and have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about kind of being nostalgic about something and then revisiting it and liking it just because you liked it in a past time, um, even though it might not hold up. Anyways, what I'm trying to get to is kind of starting out the movie with the three rules is you can't feed it after midnight, um, don't get it wet, and then um, what was the other one? Um, Don't let it in the sun. Mm -hmm. Don't let it in the sun. Uh, So I I remember being like butthurt about the the whole after midnight because that made no sense to me. That it makes wasn't zero like sense. after midnight, <laughs> but before sunrise. Because, you know, midnight is kind of a made-up thing in a sense. What time where, zone? How do they, do they observe daylight savings time? Like, what, how does that work? Yeah, uh, yeah. and then when can they start in the morning? Can they do it at 8, at 8 a.m. or does they have to wait till noon? So Noon just, every day is the safest option. If a mogwai is traveling on a train headed but, east, uh, I think I was 30 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. And he's... It's a club sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't love this movie, but uh, I think I was hating on it um, with you guys within the thread, uh, within our group chat, a little bit more than uh, I actually hate it. I don't hate it. I just uh, not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, But let's get into the thick of it, I suppose. What do you guys like about this uh, movie? Because I know you guys probably like it way more than I do. Well, for me, so, for me, try to I think this movie has a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong. I think the acting's <laughs> really bad, really bad. And and, and later, I want to just go ahead and ask the question: if if that is the worst movie speech of all time, I think we all know which one I'm talking this, about. No, uh, what are we talking? The, you might have to remind me because I fell asleep at some point. Yeah, I fell asleep too. <laughs> are you guys serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, just what is the mo- oh, what is the monologue? Who's talking? Yeah, well, yeah. What monologue? So, what are you right, we're going to talk about this now. I, it is, in my opinion, this is the worst movie speech of all time. It stops the movie dead in its tracks. It's uh, 
the guy and the girl. I don't even remember their names because it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're, they're Fast escaping. times and the guy who's not important anymore. Yeah, exactly. They escape from the gremlins. They're in her house. And then she's like, just another reason to hate Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> it is so bad. It is so terrible. The heartwarming wow. Christmas story. Lauren laughed at that I, part. I, know you're <laughs> I laughed. I know you're talking about that. Is that? Do you think it's supposed to be serious? Like, is, is she trying? I think to act? it's supposed to be like campily funny. I hope so. Because it's such an absurd story. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know if it was supposed to be kind of that funny or if if like Pappy was saying they were trying to make it serious um, because I think they were trying to make it the love story between like the kid and the and the chick, um, and so I think it was trying to make it more sentimental that she has feelings and he can help her feel better about him i don't know so I, I didn't know if they were trying to maybe a little bit of both um yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> well, to go back to what to, to your question what i liked about this movie and the reason that i picked it was this movie is a movie that's basically an homage to everything that spielberg and i guess that christopher columbus uh love about movies and you watch christopher the, columbus. the writer yeah it's some research on no i know columbus. but he goes like chris i Sailed to sea in 1492. <laughs> and then went on to direct the first two Harry Potter movies. You're right, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, did he direct or did he write the uh, he produced, produced the Harry Potters, what his IMDb is saying. Oh, he didn't direct the first two? Just produced? I don't know. There's, what, eight Harry Potter movies now? So maybe he directed a couple. I know. He directed uh, Home Alone, though, right? Pretty yeah. Sure. He, yeah he, that's... he wrote The Goonies. So a year mm -hmm. after this, he wrote The Goonies. What I've been trying to say for the last three minutes yeah, is that sorry. this is a movie that's about <laughs> other movies. And if you're watching at the very beginning, you kind of get a clue into that because they use the original WB logo, like the one that goes back to Bugs Bunny and not the one that was current in the 80s. And so I was wondering if what movie references you guys picked up on, if any. I saw a Mad Zero. Max poster. And yeah. uh, what's the main character's name? There's uh, Indiana Randall? Jones. Randall. What is the main character's name? I think it's Randall, right? I don't know. 
what a her what a horrendous heroic name. Doesn't okay, matter. once <laughs> the ones I picked up on was um, was It's a Wonderful Life, E.T. Mm-hmm. Uh, cl- close Encounters from a Third Kind. James uh, Bond. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, for sure, in the Temple of Doom. Judge Reinhold's in it, and he orders his vodka martini shaken, not stirred. There you go. Oh, yeah. Um, Trying to think what else. Were there Snow any White. nods of Fast Times? Snow White, obviously. Yeah, Snow White. Yeah. Oh, obviously Snow White, yeah. Flashdance. Also, yep, also Flashdance. Flash that the, might be... that. That's the worst part of the movie, is the Flashdance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should just. Uh, so, what happens in that part, Mikey? You want to explain? Uh, is this a female gremlin, or is it just a, a cross-dressing? I think gremlin? it's a cross-dressing gremlin. Is uh, oh, they're non-binary, bro. Yeah, well, dude, don't assume gremlins it's gender. Have you seen gremlins too? There's a female no. gremlin. There is a female gremlin. <laughs> I will not see that. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a small <laughs> section of the movie. It's roughly a 30-minute montage of <laughs> of gremlins. I fell asleep during that montage <laughs> of gremlins fucking shit up. <laughs> In the bar, getting drunk, and yeah, getting drunk, throwing darts at Giz, causing havoc. And there's this one gremlin just in the full leg warmers, pink sweater, just doing the flash dance routine in the middle of the floor. Oh yeah. Well, so I had a big problem with that entire scene. Why did that chick keep serving them beer and like hanging out? She was hanging out yeah, with like monsters. Weird. That gremlin like, had a she gun, leave? man. That was weird. Also, <laughs> yeah, beer mostly yeah, water. That was. <laughs> That was five minutes into the uh, to the fucking montage. Was uh, the guy pulled a gun on her? But before that, she should have just walked out <laughs> like a normal human being would. If there's a bunch of monsters, gotta make money, man. Turn People gotta make money. Paper, I guess. Yeah. Or turn on the lights. Yes. When they were all in the theater, I thought that would be a perfect opportunity for um, the main character. He instead tried to explode it by opening up a gas pipe and throwing like a pipe bomb or lighting a gas stream on fire or something like that. Um, but well, film burns turned, like crazy. But he could have just turned on the light in the theater where all the gremlins are and light, like, distract and kill them. So <laughs> all he had to do was turn the lights on. I don't think light kills him, though. It's I thought sort of, it was just sunlight. Light, but light, light um, at least interferes with their senses of some sort. Gizmo saw himself in the mirror or something that, like, flashed a light on him. He started freaking out, you know? Yeah. Towards the beginning, so... It, it at least disrupts them or some sort. If only the black scientist had completed his research, he would have gotten down. <laughs> he didn't run enough analysis to uh, fully gauge what was going on. Our main character had a weird assortment of friends. Yeah. Yeah, why is yeah, he hanging okay. out with a 13-year-old? Why is he hanging out with a 12-year-old? Yeah, a 13-year-old. Yeah. A 25-year-old. Uh, Corey is Feldman, wasn't it? That was Corey Feldman. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. How about that? And uh, Howie Mandel is in this movie too, as Gizmo. Which does Gizmo ever talk? What does about? that mean, though? Yeah, does he? Do yeah, that? he like he like did the voice of Gizmo, like his little like. He went like meep meep boop beep. Right. So okay, I kind of want to. Do, does anyone know how he's famous, Howie Mandel? I know he was a uh, comedian. Comedian. Voss. Yeah. Oh no, Voss. But. Uh, <laughs> but other than like Deal or No That's Deal. Funny. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know him in anything. I don't really know. So one other question, I guess, how would you guys classify this movie if you were to put it someplace in blockbuster, kids movie, horror, comedy? What would you, what would you lean comedy. towards there? Why? I, if I, if it were me, I would put it in the comedy section. I'd put it in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's probably comedy horror. 
is what I would describe it as. Like almost like American Werewolf. Do you like it better or worse than American Werewolf? Way worse. So I actually would <laughs> I way want to revisit American Werewolf and say like, you know, not so bad anymore. I, I don't get it. So I, I do remember being a kid and like watching Gremlins and I feel like uh, as a kid for, for our generation or like how old we are, um, I feel like it was kind of like, like kind of like spooky-ish in a sense. Um, maybe as a kid, like it, it more whorish. And then like when you get older, it'd be funnier. <laughs> but I remember people like <laughs> whorish. Yeah. I remember people liking it um, when I was a kid and not really getting it myself. So maybe I, maybe there's something I'm completely missing here. I gotta that, say it's uh, like a, a parody movie. Yeah. Because there's and so I many, so many references and invasion of body know, snatchers, like, Wizard of Oz, yeah, that, like, that cat lady is totally the lady from Wizard of Oz, right? Oh, is that the same lady? No, but I'm, I'm saying that it's the same uh, character. Like reference. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, so was the Chinese man in the Chinese shop in Chinatown or whatever where they first bought Gizmo, was that a reference to something? No, it's just I feel like it might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was really racist other than it was just kind of, I feel like the 80s, there was no social justice warrior bullshit where I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess serious really question, Stevie and Mike. Do you guys think that it's racism, or do you think that it's like more? No, I of think a it's just bad storytelling. Homage. Well, yeah, I think it's bad storytelling that comes off as racism. It's bad editing because the original cut of this movie was two hours and forty minutes long. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God they cut that down. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Oh, what? Yeah, How the original much, like, Gremlin montage they add like cut out. Well, if you yeah. if you watch it, the whole uh, Judge Reinhold guy, his character arc goes nowhere. Judge. He's just there. He's a douchebag, and he goes away. Like yeah. there's no like yeah. cathartic. He gets killed. So like they, they had a resolution for him. Um, the Chinatown. There was no narration. It was all like shown, not told. Uh, and then I don't know what mm. else, but. I think you can buy the Blu-ray yeah. that has the full movie on it if you want. <laughs> I'm actually somewhat curious of watching. No, I don't want to, but <laughs> for an extra hour of footage, I would be very curious to watch that. Well, that's a long, long, long movie for this. Almost three hours? Jeez. Well, that's actually, how expensive, how expensive those animatronic gremlins were. Well, okay, you guys threw out a number earlier. $30,000 a piece. Yeah. Okay, so... And apparently they were like breaking down, like they're the biggest pain in the ass to deal with. I think the people who especially Gizmo, who are working with them, pretty thirty k like piece. There's at after. least a hundred of them. Uh, never in one shot. And I think the scene where they're uh, storming the town is actually some stop motion bullshit, which looks really terrible. Well, I guess the movie theater scene. So yeah, the movie theater and even the um, bar, the bar room where they're all partying and stuff. I feel I like think there's it some was like the main eight gremlins were. With like the thirty thousand, yeah, like the thirty thousand dollar piece well, one. I was gonna say that'd be three million dollars, wouldn't it? Three hundred or like thirty thousand by like roughly a hundred in the theater or whatever. I mean, especially with so Where'd much nods go? to Spielberg and like the hellish time he had on Jaws, it only makes sense that the people would have a hellish time with these gremlins. But to me, I think it was worth <laughs> it because I think they even hold up today. Like I know Vince is giving a little bit of shit, but I think Gizmo's cute and it is clearly clearly a merchandising ploy but i think the the animatronics hold up as well as anything similar you'll see today especially they're, with yeah. the cgi yeah they're not terrible robotics 
I don't really know much about it, robotics, but if it was all done, you know, via robotics, animatronics, whatever, the same thing to me, um, and like no CGI or post effect, then it's actually pretty well done, I would say, right? I mean, kind of impressive then, especially 30 years ago technology. I think all the practical effects in this movie look really good. Especially with like the Grimlin's facial expressions. Yeah, like when it's like zoomed in on them eating those chicken wings, it's like disgusting <laughs> and like looks real. But so oh, the explosion uh, of the computer. I was gonna say I like yeah, the one that exploded in the microwave. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Oh, another bone I had to pick. Speaking of the microwave, was okay. The house <laughs> that the main character lives in. It was always getting like destroyed, like. Uh, because his, his father was an inventor and most of his machines didn't work properly. Absent one father, like, another trope. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Just gone on Christmas. And, uh, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah there's a big uh, inventor's convention on Christmas Eve. And also, <laughs> is there a Chinatown in Kingston Falls? How many Chinatowns are there in the United States? <laughs> no, he must have been in New York City. He must have been in New York City like that, commuting for... That would make sense. I think that'd he was. Guess. Yeah, that'd this be my guy, guess. This guy leaves his family on Christmas Eve. His kid is working day and night to pay for pay the bills and to pay he, for <laughs> and what does his dad get him? He gets him a terrible gift. <laughs> gets him a Furby, a real life Furby. He throws down two hundred bucks for it though. You, I feel like that was bomb. How, how much was that in nineteen eighty three? That's he, some cash though. This guy needs yeah. to pay the mortgage, man. He can't be buying Furbies. He's out there spending money. You know, as much as we're ways. shitting on the dad, I actually did. <laughs> Like the practical effects for the inventions, like they're. I'm trying to think of a couple. One was like the fly swatter. That's it. Reminded around. me of George Senior from Arrested yeah. Development. The egg cracker thing. Dude, I'd fucking buy a bathroom, buddy. I'm traveling for work. That'd be great to have one. No, you not that thing that he had. That thing that it he had. Ridiculous. Well, not one that's gonna <laughs> jizz. Not one that's gonna jizz toothpaste all over me. But <laughs> one that worked. And a lot of toothpaste too. Every time it, it shot out. Cinder block, like a... and he was keeping it in his pocket. <laughs> that bathroom buddy was blue balls for a long time. Around a brick. <laughs> so I just did it. He was attaching everything with a screw and then just like flipping it open. Like just carry a a, a bathroom bag, man. Yeah, a bathroom bag would be probably just the same size as what he was carrying around. <laughs> well, do you guys have any other uh, final thoughts before we go to uh, yes or no? Anything else you on your little notepad? I have written down the third act's incredibly weak. I do like the effect of. Uh, What's the name of the main evil? Spike. Uh, I like Stripe. 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 Yep. Stripe. When he jumps in the pool, that's pretty cool. When the pool like <laughs> boils over and, and so flashes. Flashes. That's pretty cool. So in, in the original, I think there's an original book. I'm not sure. I didn't Google this that hard. But in the original screenplay that Christopher Columbus wrote, Gizmo turns into Stripe. But executive producer Spielberg's like, hey. I just made E.T. I know how much we can sell these little dolls for. Uh -oh. We're going to leave Gizmo good the whole time. And he, he stepped in and made that change. Oh. So did they ever end up making any Gizmo oh. toys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made a shit ton of toys. All right. So uh, before we do yes or no, I'd like to thank the sponsors from this movie, since we don't have any. Parker Brothers, Coca-Cola, Zenith, DC Comics, Hot Wheels, Coors Brewing Company, Killian's, Barbie, Wilson! Montgomery Ward, Budweiser, <laughs> and a shit ton of merchandising this spawn. There is a fuck ton of product placement in this movie. Colorado. I feel like in every Spielberg movie, though, there's always a ton of um, product placement, though. Typical. Like, I was just watching my Minority Report today, <laughs> and there's like 10 different like blatant product placement, placement scenes in Minority Report. Does that bother you guys? Product placement in movies? No. Kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I think. If someone, yeah, if someone like at a bar is like, Hey, I'll have a beer. 
It's like, what are you drinking? I only drink Coors Light or something. That would bother me. But if it's just like, I'll have a beer. Kind of like what Peyton Manning did at the end of the something. Super Bowl. <laughs> when he I'll gave like uh, Papa, John's. Papa John a handjob. <laughs> well, that, and he's like, I'm just going to go home and drink Budweiser. He's like, did I mention yeah. I'm going to go home and drink Budweiser? Yeah, but he probably got paid like $3 million to say that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, so you can't blame him. But like, I mean, if you that's a good point though, Pat. I'd rather see like a kind of like knockoff or like original funny like pun names. But I mean, seeing product placement doesn't Seinfeld. bother me. Seinfeld, there's a Snapple product placement every single episode. Um, not to mention just other stuff sprinkled throughout. Also, Superman. Well, and you can do stuff like Seinfeld does, like the Junior Mint. I think that's done well and funny. But it can also That's be perfect. distracting. Yeah, the junior mint That's adds to it almost. So we'll go ahead and give our uh, our final score. Um, Vince the intern, or how the Vince stole Christmas. Do you want to go ahead and uh, explain what our rating system is and give your yes or no? Um, yeah. So our our rating system is very simple. We like to Thank keep you. it uh, very black or white. So it's a yes or a no, basically meaning yes, go see it. No, don't uh, waste your time on it. Yeah. So so sometimes it's definitely complicated, but. Uh, <laughs> for, for this one, I, I have to go no. I just don't like this movie. I only watched this because we were we were spoiling it, and uh, I would probably never watch it again if, if I had my choice on that. So a definite no for me. And also, um, I think I've never said yes to a Pappy movie. <laughs> Ever. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition unlike any other. It has nothing to do with Pappy personally. I just uh, don't like this movie. <laughs> Money Mike. Also, oh, good. Rating system. Oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna say. Also, with our rating system, at least me personally, I like to rank, rank it yes or no um, in the lens of uh, uh, my viewership. So, um, obviously, not everyone has the same taste as me. So, I'm not trying to say yes or no in a, in a broad scope of just a yes or no in, in, in the sense of how I uh, like movies. So, um, but yeah. Money Mike. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll give this a yes, but it's like a very shallow yes. I forgot how much how how cheesy it is and like how long this crazy montage is. Uh, Way too long. It's it's interesting. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is and like how it kind of added the PG thirteen to movies to movie history. So I think that's interesting, but it's also like a very where do you classify this movie? Like, are you going to take your kids to see it? Probably not, because the final scene of Stripe or Stripe dying is kind of terrifying. Terrifying. I forgot about that. But also, like five seconds before that, Gizmo goes flying through the air in his little toy car, and it's like adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's like kind of hard to kind of hard to define. Also, there's like so many parodies in it. It's it kind of reminds me of like Airplane, just like it's like a. a That's a joke really a, good. It's like a point. joke of a joke of a movie. Mm-hmm. So, the plot isn't really there, but everybody has seen it. You might as well just watch it, and appreciate everything that went into it, like the animatronics and stuff like that. So I'll say yes. Yeah. Steve, I. Um, <clears throat> I was actually really excited when you picked this movie. Um, I give it a yes. Just by looking at it, you can tell a lot of hard work went into making this movie. Like Mikey said, especially with the animatronics. And uh, Gizmo is probably the most adorable, one of the more adorable 
Marvel character movies you're ever going to see on screen. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the story is really weak. Uh, but if you, <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. Like, I'm a big story guy. And the no, story it is. is really weak. Yeah. But if you can get past that, it's more fun to look back on now because you can see a lot of references to like other movies and nods. Yeah, if you watch a lot of movies. If you if you're like a big movie buff, this is a fun movie to watch because you can kind of like see in a time frame like where they're like kind of going at. Like, oh, that's there and that's there, especially with like the uh, titles on the on the movie board with like ET. What uh, what was that title called? Pab was like Lost Boy. I think so. Yeah. It's like Lost Boy and like Look Up to the Sky, which was like nods to ET and Close Encounters. Um, you know, Kingston Falls being a, a kind of a reference to the town and It's Wonderful Life for Bedford Falls. But um, yeah, I give it a yes. I enjoyed it. I'm happy we reviewed it. Solid yes for me. So I'll also give it a very soft, flaccid yes. Um, <laughs> to me, to me, this mo- the only reason this movie is worth watching today is sort of like what Stevie said is when I watched this this time, which is the first time I've watched it as an adult, I was watching it trying to catch all of the references to other movies, and I had a lot of fun. I was writing a bunch of them down. I was like, okay, what's that movie with Clark Gable? I don't know what it is, but I Googled it, and clearly Spielberg or Christopher Columbus or somebody cared enough about that movie to put it on the TV in the movie. So then it's kind of like a callback. It's like, oh, maybe I should check that movie out. Um, I think all of the criticisms that Vince had were 100% valid, and I'm not sure that this will be a movie that kids will relate to in... 20 years, but I think that at the time, it set out what it was trying to do, which is make a scary holiday movie for 13 to 15 year olds, and as an adult, like I said, if you watch it for trying to catch movie references, that is a lot of fun, and now I'm going to go back and watch that Clark Gable movie, I want to see Invasion of the Body Snatchers now, and it's a celebration of film packaged in a goofy 80s cheese ball of a turd, <laughs> So, but I'll give it a yes. <laughs> So that, oh, that's a certified. No, he said no. So <laughs> <laughs> certified something. Yeah, it's lukewarm. Three out of four. <laughs> yeah. So now we play it's lukewarm milk. The trivia game, which I mentioned before. So the winner of this will get to pick the movie that we spoil next for our movie review episode and get to host that movie. Um, so I went back and forth on how I wanted to do this. I have a lot of different options, but I think that. The main takeaway from this movie is that it helped define the PG-13 genre, which, of course, as we all know, all of the top-grossing movies of all time are PG-13. So we're going to play a little game. We're going to do two quick rounds. The first round, you're all going to say an R-rated movie. The second round, you're all going to pick a G-rated movie. Whoever's domestic box office gross of the combined total of those two movies is the highest will win. <laughs> now, I want to mention, if you fuck up and you say a PG movie or you say a PG-13 movie, you lose that category. So the movie has to be rated R, has to be rated G. No do-overs. Oh. So, Vince, I'll give you the option. Would you like to go first or second in picking your movie? Or first or last in picking your movie? Oh, man. I'll go last just because I'm, I'm blanking on what movie I want to pick and I don't want to be stalling. Okay, so Money Mike, we're going to need an R-rated movie from you first. And we'll, we'll have to do some magic of movie editing because it's going to require some math. 
but it's gonna be okay. Uh. <laughs> oh no! R-rated movie first. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I will say Terminator. Okay. Terminator. Stevie. We have to pick a highest-grossing R-rated movie. You yep. You picked the an R-rated movie. Domestic. Gross the most domestically. Deadpool. That oh, is a very, very good guess. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. I didn't even think about it's that. It's not number one. Oh. It's not the big the biggest dog still out there. Ay ay ay. I'm blanking on even what movies are. Um, to our <laughs> listeners, I am right now. And uh, all day I've been uh, foggy. So, um she's <clears throat> louise uh godfather epic that's is, what what no can i not guess that? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> three no, movies I, I three movies that aren't rated no, no, but that not, that, no the, the epic is not all three movies um and also it is a release well i guess that's probably a dumb pick because that release would be different than um <laughs> you want to say the godfather the Godfather, is that your pick? The first one or the second one? You can pick one of those. Can, can I... Be bold, well, if I can't pick... If I can't pick... <laughs> <laughs> the epic, can I pick a new yeah. rated R one then? Yeah. Okay. Um, fudge. Um, shoot. Dead air. I'm just stalling. Hey, take, hey, no, take your time. We're going to edit this out. <laughs> I don't want you guys to rush. This is a thinking man's game. A thinking man's game. Well, then I'm, I'm, on my G. I'm playing the wrong I'm game. <laughs> Ah, was Alien rated on? Oh my goodness! How did I miss that? Mm-hmm. The big dog, Will Hunt. Yep. Oh boy. I'm really gonna need you guys' Gosh. help though. Looking this up, I'm real already overwhelmed. <laughs> Trying to Google all of these things. Okay. Well, I don't want to stall anymore. Um, so I'm just gonna pick my favorite movie of all time and say Goodfellas. But I know that's not gonna be highest grossing. And what was left on the board was Passion of the Christ. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I didn't so know that highest, highest grossing movie. indie movie of all time. Hey, it's not over. It's not over. And G movies make a lot more money than R rated movies. So back to Mikey. Any G rated movie of all time? Uh, I want to say Lion King. Oh, that dog will hunt. That's the number one. Is it? I think. I'll go next. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Frozen. That's a oh, good guess, too. Oh. <laughs> Stevie wins. That's a great guess. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't even know if Toy Story is probably PG. I'm going to say Toy Story, but I think it's PG. That's also so. a good guess. All right, uh, so we're going to pause this real quick to add these up. <laughs> you know who wins. Can you guys help me out, though, and Google your thing? Yeah, yeah I'll do mine. Um, so it's just gross. Right? Domestic, yeah, domestic, not inflation adjusted. Okay. What was um, so Goodfellas is forty-eight million with some change, <laughs> which isn't uh, God. Okay, was... Frozen, Frozen domestic was four hundred million and seven hundred and thirty-eight thousand. Yeah, I'm not even gonna add the rest of mine up. Stevie wins. <laughs> I'm so bad. The pool yeah. domestic box office. Yeah, Frozen's uh, higher than both of mine combined. Where's 363? Uh, Deadpool domestic was 363 million. Jesus, you win. You win, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, that's Deadpool's number two all time. What was Lion King? I can uh, Lion, see. Lion King domestic <laughs> box office. I see 422 lifetime. Because it's been re-released six times. I saw 38 Which million one? for Terminator, Mikey. Is that what you saw? Yeah, that's what I said. Lion yeah, King Lion domestic King was, was 312. Stevie crushed it. Yeah. Stevie, what was it? so what were your two numbers? I was going to add them up so I can say them real quick. Um, hold on. Let's see. Deadpool, uh, 363 million, 70,000. 363 plus. Uh, 363 plus Frozen Domestic, which was 400 million seven hundred and thirty-eight thousand. And with that, we have a winner, Stevie Putman, with 763 million dollars total. Stud. Yeah, yeah. That was a good trivia game. You got <laughs> it's gonna be, that. baby. So, do you guys want to go that Christmas or back to normal movies? It's your movies. Pick. It Christmas. is your pick, but I'm so sick of doing. So okay, Christmas. for our listeners, we did. Oh, I forgot. Gremlins we did planes, trains, and automobiles. And we didn't even get it. It's not even a planes, trains, and automobiles is not even published yet. And Thanksgiving was like a week ago. So let's not do those because we are really bad at getting them out in time. And I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying let's just pick good movies. I vote for a Christmas movie because it comes but once a year. <laughs> Mikey, what say you? Fuck, Fuck Christmas. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. All right, I'll go. Anyways, all right, I guess I'll go. Man, oh, live. Okay, I'm gonna do a normal movie because I yes. saw this movie this week, and I found it really intriguing because it's not a great movie. Oh, and Lauren, why? Lauren, yes. thought, Lauren thought it was horrible. No. And somehow our our lead actor Jeff Bridges earned a best actor nod for this movie. Oh. So this came out in the '80s. It's called Starman. Man. Oh, yeah, drugs, I guess. <laughs> Play us off, Stevie. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's our free Christmas uh, thing. All right. <laughs> we are on Twitter, at SpoilersPDCST, or I'd like to say, at SpoilersPodcast. Wait, whoa, also... whoa. I think you just said that wrong. You said P P D C A S T, didn't you? P-D-C-S-T. I didn't spell podcast. Yes. Okay. No vowels. For any kind of confusion, yeah. It's, no it's vowels. Podcast with no vowels, P-D-C-S-T. We tweet a bunch of uh, box office scores, jokes about movies, and random marijuana retweets. <laughs> uh, we're also on iTunes. <laughs> we are spoilers with an exclamation point, and our logo looks like spoilers spelled in a cereal bowl. Leave us a review, and also give us five stars or tell us what movies we should be reviewing next and uh what's our email podcast spoilers at gmail.com podcast spoilers at gmail.com and we also have a website with the same name uh, podcast spoilers.com which Vince the intern did a great job making and uh, getting a new font so if you have complaints about that we're getting a new font there's no complaints (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Also, I'd like to thank Josh Hensley and the Rutabaga for making us our awesome intro and outro. Check them out. Great band, great song. This was spoilers. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye.